Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Liverpool versus Aston Villa in the Premier League. Yes, Saturday football, three o'clock. I generally can't remember the last time Liverpool played a Saturday afternoon fixture and it was three o'clock. Gen- like, pff, I actually can't remember. I, don't, I think this is the first in terms of 2021. Um, but yes... Um, following on from that disappointing first leg defeat to Real Madrid, we turn our attentions away to the Premier League. Um, yes, a lot of optimism, pessimism um, went down after after the after the result on Tuesday, and understandably why, because the level that we saw us play against Arsenal versus Real Madrid, and 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 the the comparison that of that. To Real Madrid, it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. Um, but we come to Anfield. Yes, I know, right? We all want <laughs> every Liverpool fan. They hear the word Anfield. Anfield used to be a we definitely win here. Now Anfield is a I don't know what's going on here anymore. Um, yes, we av- we avoided playing at Anfield for so long, um, but. Unfortunately, we have home games. We have two. One today and one on Wednesday. Um, So it was just about finally overcoming this psychological, mental block of not winning at Anfield and changing that to finally scoring and winning at Anfield. Was that time going to happen today? Um, We'll get into that. Uh, and yeah, um, apart from that, in terms of the top four race, uh, after that Arsenal game, I know West Ham won. West Ham won their games. Uh, we knew Chelsea lost last week. And us playing first in the top four race means that if Liverpool were to have won today, um, they go into fourth. Um, at least for a couple of hours, we know Crystal Palace versus Chelsea... Um, is about to happen in the next hour or so. So Liverpool could be fifth again by the end of the day. But the most important thing was to still be in that top four contention. Um, and that, that was the most important thing. And also, West Ham versus Leicester is tomorrow. Um, I'm going to talk about that later. I'm not going to talk about that now. I want to talk about... Um, uh, how Liverpool done today? So let's get into the lineup. In goal, Allison, left back, Robertson, um, centre backs, Quebec Phillips, right back, Trent is on Arnold. Your midfield three: Genie, Ronaldo, Milner, Fabinho. Up front: um, Roberto Firmino, Diogo Jota, and Mohamed Salah. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was that was the lineup. Complaints. Uh, I wouldn't say anything about complaints because I, um, I'd say a lot of people were requesting for Robinson to get rest. And I can kind of see where they were coming from, kind of. But I just think Robinson is in his prime years. Do you know what I mean? Yes, he's played a lot of football. He's played the most minutes after Genie Ronaldo. I don't dispute that at all. I just think international, when you play football from international level, 
the intensity is just not the same as club football. So I think he was fine. I know he started, you know, he played um, like 55 minutes at Arsenal, played the full night at Real Madrid. Um, today he starts and we needed, and you just need your fullbacks. You need your best fullbacks in a must-win game. I don't think you could risk Tamiskus or something. You could, you could risk that if you had, uh, if you were already in the top four with some breathing room, you can kind of afford a little more rotation. But there was just too much riding in terms of needing to win at Anfield period to ha- to end up rotating. So, but yeah, usual centre-backs, fine. Um, Trent, fine. Uh, midfield three, Milner starting again after starting at Arsenal. He had an okay game against Arsenal, so I'm like, yeah, he's he. I I I have no issue with Milner starting. Um, Wijnaldum, um, he played 15 minutes last week against Arsenal. Played a full ninety at Real Madrid. I think he yeah he would he would have been fine to play anyway. He would have been fine. Um, Fabinho as well. Um, again, he had three weeks off, so in terms of him needing fit, quote unquote, fitness, I think he's fine. And and also, in the last fifteen minutes of every game, kind of at Arsenal, Real Madrid, um, Klopp moved him centre back after substituting Kabak, so he gets kind of more rest playing there, as opposed to being in DM. But he looks like he's gliding anyway. When you watch Fabinho play, he doesn't look like he exerts exerts too much energy. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, Sadio Mane dropped. Happy, first of all, happy birthday, Sadio Mane. But thank God he got dropped because that performance against Real Madrid was absolutely diabolical, mate. Diabolical. And I am extremely concerned about Mane. Extremely concerned. Like, this fall from grace is insane. Absolute insanity. Um, I'm going to talk about him a, a, a little bit later on as well. Um, but yeah, Diogo Jota starts on the wing. Firmino Central. Mamis Salah on the right. But yeah, anyway, let's finally get into the game. I'm sorry for wasting your time waffling on a little bit. So, the game starts now. Um, the first five minutes... Liverpool were looking a little bit nervous again. When I say a little bit nervous, I mean like from the back line, I just wasn't sure what was going on. Um, like Kabak again, a long ball over the top to McGinn. He anticipates it so late, then the ball bounces. He he's still slow, no no agility, no turn of pace or acceleration. And then McGinn turns him in slow motion, basically. And Quebec cynical fouls him. Causes the first two minutes of the game. The referee doesn't give him a yellow card. And that was about 15 minutes in. The referee probably gets a yellow card out. Um, yeah, and then they get a free kick. Phillips clears it away. Um, and yeah, Villa were on the ball again. Tried to create a little moment, but nothing was coming to it. They were trying to play the ball on the floor a lot. Um... Even though it's weird. I don't know if that's because they didn't have Jack Grealish. He's injured. So he would have been the one threading the balls most likely. And how Villa were playing on the floor was kind of comfortable for Liverpool. Because 
it's the diagonals, it's the balls over the top that create the problems. But by playing on the floor, everyone's able to read the situation. Um, so defensively, we were okay um, in the early part of the first half. Um, Kabak then had a, mo- a moment where he gave the ball away again. But then, yeah, we clean up. So it wasn't a problem there. Um, our midfield as well. Like, passes. I hated the midfield on the ball today. Oh, in the first half. Even though we had most of the ball in the first half. But the fluidity could have been so much better. Like, little five-yard passes. Constantly getting over hit. If it, was, if it wasn't Milner, it'd be... Um, it'd be Genie sometimes. And Robertson would... I know Robertson's left back, but when we were progressing our attacks, the balls would be over hit. And Firmino was kind of doing the same thing as well. And then finally, we try one loop over the top ball um, to Mo Salah. Tyrone Mings looks like he's about to control it, but he scuffs it. He, he, he gets it all wrong. And then Mo Salah picks up the ball. I think he, he, he's in shock by... I don't think he's expecting the mistake to happen. So when the mistake happens and he anticipates it, he's not thinking in a relaxed mind state because this one-on-one, the most obvious thing to do was either chip it over Martinez or you go around the keeper and you slot it in. But Mohamed Salah shoots with the outside foot of outside outside foot on his left and the ball goes wide. I'm just thinking, why, why are you doing that? Uh, and, and it should have been 1-0 Liverpool with all honesty um, and then yeah we had another moment where we were trying to create an attack I think Trent whips the ball in um, the ball falls to Mamis Salah but it's a really tight angle um, out just inside the 18 yard box where the kind of only option to shoot is to go near post we shoot um, keeper deals with it tips it for a corner um Remember Robertson having taken the corner, ball is whipped in. Jota should have ah I don't know. It, it's a little harsh to say Jota should have scored. I think if he just timed his jump, like a fraction earlier, he get he doesn't go under the ball and he hits the roof of the net, and this ball goes in. But it's it was fine margins and the yeah, ball goes over. But yeah, in terms of Diogo Jota on the wing. It's frustrating. Obviously, you can't you can't with Jota play him on the wing, but because of Mane's terrible form, it was the only realistic option to make the most out of. Um, but he did have moments where he picked up the ball, he'd cut in, he'd shoot, but it just wouldn't be effective. I just think Diogo Jota, where he needs to improve on is um, dribbling for sure, dribbling for sure, um, and the start of any counter-attacks because... Jota is the most clinical guy when it comes to being on the end of counter-attacks. But when he, when we're starting it, the rhythm's just not the same. The understanding is just not the same. Um, Firmino, I'd say he did okay. He did okay in moments. Um, he, 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 helped, he helped get the ball ticking. Um, he could have done a little more in terms of being in shooting areas, but we know... That's not what he's there for, quote-unquote. And, yeah. Um, and then it, for after that half-an-hour period, Aston Villa slightly start growing into the game. Um, and then they have finally a key moment for them. Um, Milner tries a straight ball to Firmino. 
it was a stupid pass because he's passing it to Firmino's heels and there's not really an angle on it. Ball gets easily intercepted. About two passes in, I think someone from their midfield plays a through ball um, to Oli Watkins. Um, and he shoots first time. And to be honest, Alisson should have saved it. It's kind of similar to the Vinicius third goal where um, if Alisson just times his dive earlier to save it, 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 he stops it. It's that simple, but he gets his timing wrong and the ball hits his bottom of the hand and then it just goes into the net. And I'd say against the runner play, Aston Villa take the lead. And, uh, and at that moment, I was saying it's so typical of Liverpool, again, behaving like this, where they, they have all the ball, all the possession. You create the moments to score, but you can't score. And again, I was just thinking this psychological block is doing us in mentally. Um, and then, yeah, Aston Villa take the lead. Um, but then Liverpool start showing some late aggression. Um, last five minutes before the end of the first half, a long ball, diagonal ball from Trent. Um, Matty Cash tries to intercept it this time. Um, he misses the ball completely. Ball falls to Jota. Jota cuts in. He sees Mo Salah. He passes the ball to Salah. Salah tries to shoot, dummies it, passes the ball to Firmino. Firmino slots it, top corner. I was all celebrating, 1-1. One, one. Yay, thank God. A goal in open play. A goal in the first half. Um, finally, all this psychological block nonsense. We got it out of the way. Yay. And then guess who comes in to, be the, to, 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 do, to start their nonsense again? VAR. VAR comes in to start... It's nonsense once again. Um, oh my god, man. And you see this replay. They start the first thing they analyze, right? VAR. The first thing they analyze from the from quote unquote potential offside is where if if Matty Cash, Aston Villa's right back, touches the ball at any one point. Um so they're watching this replay on loop about three, four, maybe five times watching on loop. Um, it's clear that he doesn't touch the ball. Cool. So that's check done. Their second check now is if Jota is onside. So you see him in line. I think it was with Konza. With, he was in line with Konza. His feet are in line with Konza. His arm is in line with Konza's arm. So they draw the blue line on the floor. That's fine. The blue line looks like Diogo Jota is clearly onside. And then they add this stupid line. They add the second line, the red line. The red line to find out how much off, how much difference of torso between Diogo Jota and the Aston Villa defender's arm. Is there any difference there? From the naked eye immediately, you can see that there's no difference. But they spend so much time adding extra lines. Oh, how much of his arm is different to Aston Villa's arm? Aston Villa, Aston Villa defender's arm. They, they start micro-analyzing. Oh, and, and, and then they come up with an offside. Oh, I could not believe it. I was like, F VAR again. They don't know what they are fucking doing. Excuse my language. They don't know what they are fucking doing. Excuse my French. 
They don't know what they're doing. I, 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 the how many times have we seen this cost Premier League team players points, bro? It's infuriating. So if you go to the so by effort by this logic from VAR, if you go to the gym, if you are a damage you will never you will always be offside because he has too much. Your muscle, your arms are so muscular. You can't help. You can't help where your arms are going to be. Why isn't VAR assessed from just body torso onwards? Why did they include the arm parts saying that it's offside? You need your arms to make a stride. Did they expect football to be played without arms? This is the logic of the officials that have written the laws into the game of how VAR should work. It's so mind-boggling. Anyone that plays football ever knows that you need your arms to create a stride pattern. You shoot with your body. You, the bod- you, what you use, the body parts that you use in football is your chest, your head, or your legs. It should not be your arms. It should never, ever be your arms. VAR, starting next season, need to get rid of the rule of the arms being part of the offside because it's killing so many goals killing so many goals and it could and it was looking like it was going to cost us and they, yeah they give the offside um so that was the end of the first half it's disgusting i was livid Elif, liverpool twitter livid understandably and it was looking like we're going to get robbed here again um so yeah all that psychological block the mental hoodoo could have been undone there and then um so yeah second half starts now and um, yeah, Liverpool still show um, intent. They don't. I, it, they, it looks like it was about to bother them. Um, what was what was happening in the first half? But they tried to create moments again. Um, but again, the midfield would be our. What's the word? We'd be the architect of our own downfall with killing our own fluidity by overhitting. The simple on the floor passes. Um, again, that was coming into play. Um, but then Liverpool are piling on the pressure, though. In the first 10 minutes of the second half, we were constantly in Aston Villa's um, final third, just looking for an opening. And finally, that opening came. Andy Robertson dribbling down the channel with the ball. He looks up. He shoots. Martinez saves it. Um, Mo Salah anticipates the rebound. He gets a head in. Get, he gets a head on it. Um, ball ripples the net. One-one Liverpool. Um, I didn't react. I didn't even celebrate. I was just like, just get the fucking ball and score again. Um, but yeah, that means Mohamed Salah's now on eighteen goals in all. It, he's joint Premier League top goal scorer with Harry Kane. Arguably should have been on twenty if he had scored that chance in the first half. But it is what it is, right? Um, and then after that, the game, the second half just became so stop-start. Aston Villa players constantly dropping to the floor. Fair enough, these were legitimate injuries though. But it just after that equaliser, the game just became so stop-start. Trezeguet falling down twice. Um, who's that guy? Douglas Luiz falling down with injuries. Tyrone Mings falling down and it's just disruptive. It just Liverpool couldn't get and it's not it's not their fault, it's just because and it, it kinda helps Aston Villa with all these stoppages because 
we want to build on this momentum, but you can't because everyone from their side is getting constantly injured. So we're really struggling to regain, like, um, momentum again. And then Aston Villa, after these little stupid injuries, whatever, they nearly had a moment where they scored a little diagonal ball over the top. I thought Ollie Watkins was offside when I watched this live, um, but he wasn't when I saw the eventual replay. Um, yeah, Ollie Watkins picks up the ball. He cuts into Douglas Louise, I believe, who shoots outside foot. Ball hits the post. He tries to dive in head, rebound, but the angle was so tight. And then the spin of the ball made it even more difficult. Um, so that was a little relief moment there for Liverpool. Um, and then we do substitutions. Um, the first one being Gini Wijnaldum coming off. Thiago comes on. Um... We then do a uh, Sadio Mane coming on. Uh, Roberto Firmino comes off. And then our final substitution. Kabak comes off. We put Fabinho centre-back. Shakiri comes on. Um, yeah, so Liverpool are trying to do everything to get this winner. Um, 87th minute now. Um, I think we had a corner. No, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember how it started. Somebody crossed the ball in. No, it might have been... I remember what happened. I remember what happened. Um, Mane gets the ball. He drills it in to Thiago. Thiago shoots. Fantastic save, by the way. Fantastic save by Martinez. Um, Aston Villa tried to clear their lines. The ball falls to Trent. He dribbles outside the box. He looks up. He curls the ball around Aston Villa defenders. Pass Martinez into the bottom corner. 2-1 Liverpool. Trent Alexander-Arnold coming clutch for Liverpool. A goal outside the box for the first time in a God knows how long. And guess who was watching? Guess who was at Anfield today? Gareth Southgate. Yeah. Gareth Southgate was there. <laughs> so, after him saying that Trent disappointed him... I I loved it that Southgate was there because now you can't say that Trent isn't doing anything that impressed you because um, who what other right backs can do what he do can do what he does on the ball no there's not there's not many other right backs like other Tr- like Trent is on Arnold but at the same time you can see why people saying oh push Trent into midfield because he's probably gonna be more direct on the ball. He'd be more direct shooting um, outside outside the box. Cause, and, and, and to be honest, that is the difference. How many times do we see Liverpool players shoot outside the box? You never, ever, you very rarely see it. Very rarely ever, ever see it. We don't do it frequently enough. And I think if Liverpool work on that more, we, the only player that could have done it for us is Coutinho. And that was three years ago. But he left. He's left us. He left. He left us years ago. So, um, but yeah, that we just don't have players that confidently shoot outside the box often. We always want to try and work it in the box. But if we add that to our game, we can we can build on that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, um, Liverpool see the game out. Um, Aston Villa had the late free kick, crossed it in. Phillips got his head to it. Um, Thiago passes to Mane. Mane is one on one, and my God, he can. He's got two options. You shoot past Martinez and score, 
or you literally square it to Jota so he can score. But because it's Sadio Mane's birthday, Sadio Mane is in rotten form. He shoots and it's the most comfortable save ever for Martinez. And all I have to say is, thank God that was at 2-1 and not 1-1. Because if that was at 1-1, I would be on Mane's fucking neck for not squaring that to Jota. For not squaring that to Jota. But because it's his birthday, I will allow him for today. But Mane's form, oh my God, it is shocking. It is shocking. But yeah, Liverpool come away with an important three points. We secure our fourth spot for now. Obviously, Crystal Palace versus Chelsea is happening right now, actually. It's happening right now. So we have to see what the result of that is. And also, tomorrow is West Ham versus Leicester. So, Leicester on 56 points. West Ham on 51 points. What is the best situation? If West Ham win, they take our full spot. If Chelsea win, they take our full spot. If West Ham beat che- che- if West Ham beat Leicester tomorrow, there's two spots for fourth, for third and fourth. Call me crazy, call me crazy. I want West Ham to beat Leicester tomorrow. I want West Ham to beat Leicester tomorrow. I want Leicester dragged in this top four race as well. So now there will be... Imagine having two spots to fight for to get fourth. Two spots for fourth is brilliant. At the worst case scenario, okay, maybe a draw. You say a draw, but... If if I'm being confident, really confident, I generally believe if West Ham beat Leicester, there's two spots up for grabs for fourth. And that makes the top four race even more intense for everyone. It means Leicester will be playing with added pressure as well. And with two spots up for grabs, it makes it twice as easier um, to potentially get a Champions League place, which is what we need. Uh, my man of the match for today. Um, whew, that's a weird one. I, I don't know. For the winner, I'd give it for I'd, I'd give it to Trent. For producing that special moment. Um, I think Salah played okay. I think if Salah scored in that first half, I probably would have given it to him. I know he scored the rebound in the second, but if you had gotten two goals and the assist, and if the assist had counted, fuck VAR, it would have been two goals and an assist for Mo Salah. But um, it wasn't to be. But don't get me wrong. He's still done well today, so I'm happy for Salah. Jota played out of position. He played okay, um, so I'm not going to criticise him too much. Um, yeah, and now we focus on Real Madrid on Wednesday. Um, do I think we're going to beat Real Madrid at Anfield? Probably not. Probably not, but this is Anfield. There's no crowd, though, but anything can happen. Finally, we've ended our hoodoo. We finally won a Premier League game at Anfield in 2021. It is April 10th. So hopefully we carry that into the Champions League and uh, produce something special. Um, It is doable. All Liverpool have to do is win 2-0. A goal in the first half, a goal in the second half. 
you'd arguably say the 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 Barcelona game was harder. The Barcelona one two years ago, you we needed four goals without reply, four goals without reply, without Mo Salah or Firmino, four goals without reply. This one you only need two goals without reply. That makes it the job easier, but. Um, Real Madrid have El Clasico today. Hopefully, the intensity is taken out of them. Barcelona really put them through their paces and that they're jaded come Wednesday night when they come to Liverpool. And we just have to pray and see if we can produce anything special. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Um, Yep, this was a long podcast. I'm sorry. I've spoken for about half an hour. (laughs) Um, compared to the previous episodes But um, yeah, that's what it is If you enjoyed this episode Like, follow it on Spotify Or whatever platform you're listening it on This anchor um, Yeah, give me a follow, a shout out And I appreciate that Thank you for taking the time to listen in, For listening to LFC Reactions And I'll tune in Wednesday night <laughs>